and it's katie and this is classically black podcast where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession wait chat beat playing in the background all right let's move on <laughs> <laughs> can't even let me be great like dang i mean you do something similar to that pretty much every episode to your it's the only time i'm not allowing you to be great wow meanwhile you was great last sunday at your wrist okay siddle a recital yep girl when i tell you i i should have live streamed it but <laughs> you know what i don't want to from you because listen so there's this like a uh, glass case where they put posters in or whatever um outside of our school and it has like all the student degree recitals like through a certain date so they stopped right before katie's day and she was like good dang i'm my business out there they respect my privacy at this time yes no so then they change it but after her recital and she's like let me get a picture my recitals up here i says girl i won't hear nothing else from right you. because i didn't and I, hear her and look at her now okay about, I because i thought it was gonna be trash i felt bad because dr cope was like you didn't tell me at a recital and i'm like i thought it was gonna be trash i didn't tell nobody don't feel no type i didn't tell anybody like people who were there had to be there like mr taylor um or were in my studio or people that just knew because I complained about it. Come, you know what I'm saying? Like, I complained about my recital in front of Alvin. And he was like, oh, what's your recital? Who is Alvin? Alvin is this um, PhD student music ed here. And he was hmm. there. And then he invited Eugene and Lisa. So, like, they were there. And it was nice because I played well, you know. Like, I haven't been I, I think I said, like, on social media, I have not. I haven't played that well in a long time. It just felt good. Like, and I was like, I did everything Mr. Taylor told me to do. He was like, it was like I was talking to you on stage because like, I le- it's like I don't listen to him, but sometimes you got so much going on in your mind, you can't really do. Fix your face. I just felt good. You know what I'm saying? I haven't felt good about playing in so long. Like, I feel bad for those who begged me to live stream when I, I was, because what you're not going to do. So do I. What you're not finna do is drag me from across the country. That's what you're not finna do. And I mean, like, it didn't go perfect. I'm not, I'm not finna be up here in line saying when perfect, you know, I put an entire box suite from memory. Had to fudge some notes. I had Sometimes I had no idea where it was. I'm like, well, it's in D minor, so I'm at on D. And it's not even like, when you play a whole suite from memory, it was the, for me, it was like different than playing like a couple of, of movements from memory. Where it's like, you can just grab some stuff from somewhere. I'm in the middle of the Cerebron and I forgot where I was. And I had no, like, there's something I grabbed from. What are you grabbing? It's like it's like trying to rock climb everything covered in butter. Where you grabbing? But it went well, and the Brahms was so. Ethan inboxed me. He was like, "Your recital was good, but that Brahms was." And I was like, "Who? Thank God." Because the reason why Delaney's not talking, just in case you were wondering, is because she's being annoying. This I've that, literally been sitting here looking the same the whole time you've been talking. Trifling. You've been looking trifling. Anyway, I hear this. I I just been sitting here and see what she. Sometimes I'd be like, I wasn't doing nothing. I really was making some type of movement. I wasn't even moving. Your face time. wasn't tight. You, you see, your, you are so ugh. My face is just my face. How I was born. Is that okay with you? <laughs> You're annoying. But long story short, it went well. And I never say I play well. I what? Play well. Um, but you got a recording, right? Now, nah, <laughs> yeah, Nana had to beg me. She was like, she she called me twice. Well, the first time I was in in that person's rehearsal, like that Friday. Mm. Um, she's like, "Are you gonna live stream?" I'm like, "No, ma'am, I'm not gonna play myself." Jasmine didn't live stream hers either. She was like, "I'm not gonna put myself." <laughs> but live streams, like some people get the recording after that they send you. 
Yeah, I she's she's gonna send me a recording. Hmm, I'll put it up on YouTube. Classically black. Absolutely. You just said you wanted people to hear it, and no, you did, it went well. What, what's, what happened? Happened. It's in the past now. No, so I will not pat myself out here. I am so sorry. Nope. The Brahms though. That's fine. And I saw the also, brains. I know how it sounded in, when I played it. I know how people received yeah, it. Other people didn't don't know how it sounds. But I need to listen back to see how it sounded, and that's when I would. That's that's not. Well, at least eyeglasses will go up because just send it to me. So. No, we will. You know what Peyton said to me what? B- before <laughs> before he before he knew he could come. He was like, "Are you live streaming?" I said, "No, sir." And he was like, "Come on!" I'm like, "Too late." And then he was like. Well, when a recording come out, we gonna we gonna sit down and listen to it together. I'm like, I thought you liked me. <laughs> Thank God. I'm like Peyton. I'll have to pray about it. You know, it's in God's timing, not my own. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, it's over. Now I can breathe. Well, mm, I got a comp exam to write this weekend. Like 25 pages. I haven't started yet. Have fun. It's literally gonna be. I'd rather do any. Well, I don't think it's gonna be that bad. The topic's not bad. So you say you'd rather do anything else, Mr. Taylor? Popping up. Want to do another saddle? All new rap next week. <laughs> he he gonna come back with some crazy requirements because he gonna be like, oh, I want stamens from memory and I want all your extras from memory. He gonna say some junk like that to me. I already know it. But yeah, here here recital complete. Oh, I have an oral exam in two weeks. That I have to prepare for. Fun. Good time. Live streaming that. Don't want to be regret. Don't want to regret it again. Oh, I don't regret not live streaming. I said I should have live streamed it. I sleep just fine at night. <laughs> I don't regret Maybe that. you tethered under your bed. <laughs> Thanks, sis. Your tether Welcome. follows you around. <gasps> that was worse than what I said. That was evil. <laughs> News this week, Katie's still trash. Wow. Did you did you see oh, did you get to watch the Beyonce thing? No, I haven't watched it yet. I'm waiting until after my jury. Yes, yeah, so you can enjoy it. Yeah. I felt that. I mean I still won't be able to. I sh- really should just wait until the school year's over. That's the only way I'm gonna be able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe I will wait. Because I'm going to see Little and I'm going to see mm-hmm. Avengers. Oh, are while we going, I'm still are we gonna see Ma? It don't look that scary. I'm not gonna see that. I wanna see that. Especially after you just did that. <gasps> Like um, I'm, I'm in, I'm on edge right now. So. Are you for real? Follows me around. You know how many times I walk back to to Girl. my place at two o'clock in the morning from here on a dark street. Okay. I realized yesterday that I'm finally over the fact that my tether is not hiding in my closet. So, <laughs> see, but I'm evil. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> and we both know that that's gonna scare you. You pretending that my tether is right there. It's gonna scare you more. It's gonna scare me. At this point, go ahead and take me out, sis. Yeah, for real. But you don't gotta play my jury, so I don't wanna well she gonna have to play it. She's gonna be in there like (laughs) 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 I'm not gonna ruin it for you. It's really just the Beachella performance with like little inchipits in the middle. And not an inchipit, but you know what I mean, like like little documentary footage. And one thing that stuck out to me You finished it? I didn't finish it. Oh. Um I think I have an hour left. But one thing that she said that stuck out to me, she was like, I'm the first black woman to headline Coachella since its existence. 
first i can't remember if she's a first black woman or first black person but either way look how many people that could have done it before beyonce you know what i'm saying and she was like and i'm gonna black it up <laughs> she, that was one of her exact words but she was like everything about that performance was so black shout out to the hbcus lift every voice and sing like everything about it was incredibly black and i just hope that that inspire it's a little different i feel like because it's like classical music but it's like i hope that inspires you girls out there like you don't have to change you we come into these white spaces and people want us to change they want us to to act a certain way and this is how you should act in classical music like take if you take notes from nobody take notes from beyonce she goes to coachella which is a white experience and she's completely herself and she's singing the black national anthem and half the white girls in the audience have no idea what's going on and it's like you be your authentic self wherever you are and you belong where you believe that you belong she went to coachella and she didn't just do whatever like she like that's why i be at eastman i speak the way i speak i do what i do you know what i'm saying i'd be like like i'd be like that bro i hit that song you know what i'm saying it's like you don't have to change yourself to be in these spaces. And I'm like, that, I thought that was an incredible lesson. I was like, go ahead, Beyonce. She was like, I could have put my little flower, my little flower crown on, but she's like, she knew what time it was. And I'm like, that's, that's exactly right. Like we're in these spaces and we are here and ain't nobody going to tell us that we, what we have to offer is not good enough or doesn't belong or isn't appropriate. So take a look, even if you, and like people know I'm not in the beehive, but I respect, I have a, a huge respect for Beyonce. I enjoy her music. I was living when she was performing i'm not i'm just not to be high because i don't have like the way kid fury and crystal stand <laughs> like i i'm not i'm not that set for anybody i like hardy b i'm not in the i'm not a bar in the party gang i think i said that before who has time but yeah news this week okay well um oh you're so irritated this is a victory for the violas Whoa, whoa, um, what we do this time? Well, the Royal Opera House is about to pay 750,000 euros to that violist that sued them in 2012 for a hearing loss. Um, he, uh, he sued them uh, claiming that his hearing was severely damaged during rehearsals of the ring cycle, which... Rehearsals of the ring cycle? That sounds terrible. The ring cycle. I can't remember the length of the... It's like 15 hours. Yeah. Like and it's Wagner, so it's so everything and like yeah. the whole time. So they um, had no, what happened? What's the, what's the details of that? Or you know, like they didn't have no shields up. I guess not. He said that um he was exposed to unacceptable noise lo- levels as a result of an eighteen member brass section, uh being p- positioned directly behind him I'm in an orchestra you. pit. Um, it says that likening the decibels to that of a jet engine, a jet engine right behind your ear. Multiple rehearsals and concerts. He didn't have no earplugs. I don't know. It don't say that. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm not defending the orchestra. I'm just mm-hmm. asking. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there was any shields. Um. How? What? There's like a blurry picture of the pit, and I don't see any. But it's like kind of blurry, and shields are sometimes clear. So, but it doesn't look like there's any, um, in there. But. Yeah, they um he he won the lawsuit, so they have to pay him seven hundred and fifty thousand euros in damages. What to um, his ear? They gonna give him a new ear? What they gonna do? Well, it says that it's like reparations. Yeah, I think so, because he said that he um he can no longer even listen to music um from the resulting acoustic shock, <gasps> which uh, cost it cost permanent audio hypersensitivity, tinnitus, and dizziness. 
what? Yeah, because your ears are connected to all all that ba- your balance mm-hmm. and equilibrium and junk. I was like, dang, eighteen. So that like I've been I've been this orchestra with some loud brass sections, but I can't even imagine this. And you know, I complain like definitely my hearing has it's nothing like this, but I have noticed a difference in my hearing. I cannot hear like like I've noticed a difference in in some stuff like. Um, I remember last year when I was playing the first movement of Brahms on my jury, mm-hmm. there's like at the beginning, there's like three measures of rest and you come in on a, on a B flat or whatever up high. But the idea is if you, if you put your, if you put your first finger down hard enough on the harmonic A, you can hear that and just put B flat right next to it. Mm-hmm. So Taylor's like, you just go like this and you hear it. And I'm like, the piano st- is, it's a, it's a full stick. Hmm. I can't hear my finger going down and he was like and i'm at it i was like autumn trumpets and behind me he like laughed at me i'm like no but i'm like low-key serious like my head is a mute to the trumpet section you know what i'm saying it's like i can't it's a problem but you know what i've seen this this um kid <clears throat> excuse me and he he keeps ear um plugs in his case I, I don't do a lot of orchestral playing right now but definitely when i get into that that's something that i'm gonna invest in because it's like it's so loud mm-hmm. it is and i'm like you're you're not in the same you're not in the in the in the line of fire for the trumpet section because mm-hmm. you're like you're off to the side right depends is it loud on, over there it depends on how the orchestra set up mm. it's a lot here um yeah but normally we're in the same line as the trumpets here when i was at emf the brass section was behind us really yeah. they put the bases yeah, because the stage went like this was the entrance to like backstage, and this stage went like that, oh. like went further back than it did to the side. As whereas Kodak is more like a semicircle. Because normally they put the bases behind. Normally put the bases behind the cellos, right? Hmm. But Kodak were a little bit um, to the side, like mm-hmm. in the nook between the cellos behind the violas. Oh shoot! Next oh, that's to right. the next that's to right. brass. It's crazy. You gotta be. I could end it in a pit, so it's all like yeah. the sound is not going up. It's not doing anything. It's just there. Eighteen, eighteen member <gasps> brass section. But let's go back to what you were talking about. Full stick with the piano, Delaney. That's not has nothing to do with this. It literally has not even a little bit to do with this. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> So an an opera a Hungarian opera company company um, called Hungarian State Opera. I was gonna be like, I should just keep talking, and then I was like, Well, I know this, so I might as well. People are like, What? What did they do? Um, so they're, um, I guess they're they're under fire because they presented a um a performance of George Gershwin's opera Porgy and Bess, um, which I is supposed to be uh, performed by an all black cast. Um, oh, what they do? What they do? What they do? 
Apparently, they allegedly asked mm. their white Hungarian singers to sign a paper <gasps> saying that they identify as African American. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> I am packing up. Podcast over. Catherine. <laughs> I'm not going to have a. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here with somebody who's lying to me. Catherine. This is right here. The Guardian. The, I mean, maybe is, is this a satire? article y'all are incredible is this y'all are absolutely is this the onion or... <laughs> well they first put on the opera a year ago um which led to a disagreement between them and the gershwin estate the gershwin estate not just oh some random people who think you you shouldn't be doing what you're doing the gershwin estate Dang. said this op the, the their estate stipulated that the opera should only be performed by a black cast and they were like well we ain't hungry so we don't have no black people here Go um, find some black people. And I'm sure there's black people are hungry. <laughs> um Y'all are so problematic. Ugh. Listen. Um, the the paper that they were asked to sign read, I, the undersigned, hereby state that African American origin and identity are an inseparable part of my identity. Inseparable. <laughs> because of this, I am especially glad to be able to perform in George Gershwin's opera, Porgy and Bess. What do you even look like asking somebody white to sign it? And how, and how do you look being white signer? Exactly. If you're reading this and you're like, yeah. yeah my great, 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 me, Noah side <laughs> when he built the ark. Yeah, she was black. <laughs> like, what? You sound dumb. Uh, all right. So, what, what they what they doing? Um, Basically. The estate suing them? I mean, yes, you can. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it, all it says is that the, the, uh, the director, which his name is very Hungarian, and I'm. I could not possibly. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, actually, no. The first his first name is Sylvester. It's just spelled very Hungarian because oh. it's S Z I L V E S Z T E R. The second Z, huh? Sylvester. This is literally someone's heritage. I mean, culture. I mean, that's what it says. But it's yes, two Zs. I mean, I guess it would be easier if I had an accent. But um, actually, his, his name, it just looks more intimidating than it actually is. It's Sylvester Okavox. Hey, so, Okavox. All right. Well, he declined to comment. Of course. Um, <laughs> um, and he um, he included, I guess, I guess he, he gave a little bit of a comment um, to The Guardian, but, like, didn't want to get too much into it. But, um this is what took me down well other things took me down but also this um he said what color is black on the pantone scale one of barack obama's grandparents was white do you think it would be right if he performed in porky and bass and would you remain calm if you paid for a product displayed in the shop window but the shop assistant informed you that you cannot buy it because you are not black aren't the same (laughs) (laughs) they're not even i don't understand why we just can't have our things y'all have everything it's like you have everything <laughs> do something else or find some black people you know what you know what i'll give self as tur meanwhile you came for me <laughs> <laughs> at least they didn't do it in blackface which it's a shame that we have to that we <laughs> have to count that as a victory but <laughs> i mean every small victory you match that'd be worse you know what makes me angry when he did the show them people in Hungary went in that theater and they sat down and they saw that all white cast doing Porgy and Bess and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. much better. 
I um I was reading the, those ignorant questions that he posed, and I was thinking, I don't. I was at first. I was like, you sound ridiculous, but also it made me think of what is the racial climate in in Hungary. I was about to say Hungary. Wow, <laughs> Hungary. And <laughs> in, in Hungary, it's like I'm like. You know, if if it's something that they never ever have to th- like, race is such a big deal in America. Yeah, if it's something true. that they haven't delved into, can you really blame him for being that ignorant about it? Yeah. But it's like also you talking out your neck. But also it's like how he know he talking out his neck. Yeah. But it's like I I, I have no idea. Like that's, that's that is true. Like if you have no like we we see things and we like we instantly saw those those questions and we're like you sound ridiculous mm-hmm. but also first of all we're black and we live in america which is built on racism mm-hmm. and that's something that we navigate in our everyday lives we we know racism and race relations really well mm-hmm. um in america but i'm like that's that's probably a part of it especially because he's like we can't find any black people which i don't know how hard they looked but also i'm sure that the the amount of black people is very small and also to be fair and also classically trained or whatever it mm-hmm. is but to be and also to be fair like does it say on the on the on the i mean we should you should do your research that is historically performed by non black class but does it, what do, what does it say on this on the on the manuscript you know what i'm saying like no but they got into a disagreement with gershman's estate who told them Oh. to that it that this it was supposed to be an all black cast so like they knew that part for sure oh they decided to do it anyway yeah well <laughs> so you know people just do whatever they if want. barack obama's grandparents i was like boy as soon as i read that i was like is this is this the same article or <laughs> what wow and we're not talking about your meme op doing poor game best we're talking about what you are yeah we're not talking about what your grandma is <laughs> And and you had the contract. That was so unnecessary. That was so unnecessary. And like, I get into this whole like. You could say some people try to like be like, well, people make black uh character like white characters played by black actors and whatever. And that's I was not- I just was about to say, that's not the same thing because there's there's nowhere on Desaber flute where um where Mozart's like, this is a, for an all white cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's implications, you know, he wrote in like 17, whatever, but like, that's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. This is like, there's certain things that are like, this is for an all black cast. Mm-hmm. It's like, like once on this Island, mm-hmm. you know, like that's a, for an all black cast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, there's certain things that it's just like, this is, this is what it was written for. This is what it's supposed to, what it's supposed to say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just like, I feel like if you were to do a play about Anne Frank, you wouldn't cast, you wouldn't cast Anne Frank as a black girl mm-hmm. for what? Mm-hmm. but then because it's like i mean you could have black jews but that's not what Anne frank it's not what it was about mm-hmm. but if you were to do like something like annie people love to be up in arms about annie mm-hmm. about making annie black or uh james bond yeah it's like, like that's that's not the same that's not what we're talking about right and also those are fictional characters right and it's like i know people say this like say the same thing about like i've seen a lot of like photos or drawings where people would take a, a white disney princess and make her black and make a black version they'd be like well if we can't do bra, 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 and you guys said it was a fictional character so it don't matter that's also different because the amount of representation we have in the media is completely like it's, it's, it's so multifaceted also harmony was supposed to be black she was black in the book and mm-hmm. y'all took her and made her white so oh is that your brother mm-hmm. what's her name hermione hermione granger oh okay. the little the little girl oh i know who you're talking about i just never knew how to say her name yeah hermione <laughs> she was supposed to be black the way that she was described mm-hmm. she was a black girl 
and Hunger Games talking about olive skin. Jennifer and, Lawrence is clear. And also, when Rue was black in the movie, she was okay. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go down that road, sister. What are you gonna say? <laughs> when Rue was black in the movie, the media went up in arms. Me, while she's literally described at, as a black girl, they were probably they were probably and, talking and she, about and she was about actually, what's her name. And she was actually described as like like dark skinned black girl in the book. They're probably thinking about what's her name, Har- Harmony. That's how you say it. The girl, the girl who they're probably like, oh, they'll surely white her up for the movie. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for our viewing pleasure. <laughs> oh, <sighs> yeah. So that's what they're doing. The trash. They're not sorry. So <laughs> as usual. So what else is new? Nothing. Let's go to intermission. <laughs> Slavery, get over it. Happened already. We're not sorry. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna play a little game called uh over under. And I'm gonna tell you, um, I'm just gonna give you some little things. And I want you to tell me if it's overrated or underrated. Okay? Or appropriately rated. What? Or appropriately rated. Is that an option? That's not an option. Why not? I don't know. Okay. We'll just this over. I, I don't know. As best as you could classify it. Into yeah. Either one. Yeah. Okay. Either one. Okay. So we're sorry. We'll see. Can okay. be saying moderately rated. Just follow directions. And Delaney <laughs> hasn't. Delaney has not seen these. Yeah, I yeah. just realized that. Okay. So the first one is Java's. Now Java's is a coffee shop that's right next door to e- Eastman. It's literally a Ponzi scheme because I spent way too much money at Java's because like you'd be like. It be you have like an hour and a half break. You be like, I might could go get me a, a little something to hold me over. And they got cookies and all types of pastries. And then they be having these sandwiches. Those sandwiches are ridiculous. They, they're so good. Cause I, I'm like, Java's got sandwiches, and they got like they have like a bunch of vegan. They, have, they don't have a bunch of vegan options, but they normally they have, have quite a few. Yeah. yeah, they normally have like two vegan sandwiches. Yeah. And you know, out of like fourteen sandwiches, it's pretty good. And a lot of times, one of the salads will be vegan as well. And they got vegan sriracha mayo. So I could dip, dip, dip. Like, it's like. Oh, that's vegan? The vegan. They have a vegan sriracha mayo. And then they have like the other. Regular one. They have other mayo. Oh, yeah. I get the Chipotle mayo. Yeah, they have other mayos as well. But like, they don't, the only vegan one they have is the sriracha mayo. Okay. They have sandwiches. Like, it's a cool little hangout. So I was just there yesterday, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> so, Java's. Overrated, underrated? Overall, I would say it's, def- it's, it's definitely not underrated. So I'd have to lean towards overrated. You think it's overrated? Yeah. The sandwiches are really, really good. But you know how I feel about Java. They're sweets. I've never, ever had one that I liked. Besides that pumpkin. You say you had the pumpkin chocolate one. That pumpkin. But in the grand scheme, how many sweets they sell there? That's true. They sell so many different cakes, pies, cookies, cupcakes, Rice Krispie Treats, all that stuff. All of them have been really, really gross. And I'm not a, um, I'm not a, like a coffee snob. Like all coffee pretty much tastes the same to me, yeah. except for like, sometimes when you get like the, like if I have coffee with like just some sweetener and some milk, like of course that tastes a little, that doesn't taste as good. It's like if I had a flavored sweetener, mm-hmm. um, my mom is so <laughs> extra. We went to breakfast and she bought. At Java's? No, um, at Jim's on Main. And she bought a medicine bottle full of flavored coffee creamer from home, Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> because she was like i just want my coffee to be i was like are you kidding <laughs> i was like you thought that far ahead you can leave you, you can leave lisa alone because ina definitely rode up to rochester with them little individual pack cups of 
of coffee creamer. See, but my mom has those. Why not those? Oh, I just realized you said a medicine bottle. A medicine bottle. <laughs> but yeah, my mom came from Evanston with her little coffee creamer, so it could be just right. But you know what? I will bring my hot sauce somewhere if I don't think they're going to have the type I want. So I can't really say anything. But still, it's that's such a long way for i just <laughs> yeah but yeah i feel like overall like the sandwiches are really good coffee is fine but the tweets are nasty i just feel like it's not underrated because they get so much business mm-hmm. and, and everybody at eastman goes there yeah i, I would say this this for the purpose of the activity i would say it's overrated because um i like their drinks it depends on who makes them like my chocolate stitch yesterday was not good and when i saw that girl i was like oh this has to be a mess and and was um i mean it wasn't nasty also i chewed gum before it so like i i chalked it up to the game but um they have i mm, nah you know what i'm gonna say it's underrated because they have a lot of vegan options i care about that kind of junk they got all types of they got almond milk soy milk right all right (laughs) they got almond milk soy milk and oat milk and they have when they are there they have like vegan brownies vegan cookies I stay. I kind of stay away from the vegan cakes a little bit because they they are a little chewy. Like they are they are like kind of hard. Yeah, and depending, they keep them in that freezer, and then the, it be tasting like everything else that's in there. Like depending on when you go to Java's, it depends on how good their their sweets are gonna be. And I thought that cupcake was so terrible. Yeah, the the cupcakes aren't the best, but uh, the they're vegan Oreo whatever. I've heard about that. It's good. I mean, they have a bunch of vegan options. I just like wound well, last night. I'm like, Katie, you know, good and well something on the horizon, so I didn't get nothing. Well, okay. Um, let's move on. Uh, 3LW, overrated or underrated? What is 3LW? You don't know 3LW? I'm getting real tired of your broken promises, promises, looking at the nigga thing. What made you think of that? That's so random. These are random. No, I'm not the I don't one. know. You don't know? Say it again. That's the only thing I know. Like, by the, I wouldn't even recognize that. <laughs> really? I mean, I know that and song. Only, and you only knew the promise. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm mad you said it like that. Because I would have known it had you not said it like that. But Overrated, underrated. You have no opinion? No. 3LW. I would say the underrated. I think they were pretty good. But I think the Cheetah Girls are like... I should have said the Cheetah Girls. That's what I should have been. I been. Okay, let's just move on. Kelly Rowland. Overrated, underrated. I guess underrated. I don't know. I have a strong opinion about Kelly Rowland, especially because in connection with Beyonce, it's like, what can you really do at this point? But I feel like Kelly Rowland, some people say like she could have had just as big a career. I don't think that that's I don't true. Think Beyonce's a megastar. Yeah, I don't think that that's true. But I do think that, um, I mean, Kelly Rowland, like some of the, I remember the pictures, I think it was at Beyonce's baby shower or some of them. I'm like, she looks gorgeous. Like, mm. like I feel like, yeah, I would say underrated. Yeah, I think she's underrated. I think she's definitely like a really talented singer, like. <clears throat> excuse me different than beyonce but um really super talented she wrote that what's that song that came out a couple of years ago dang it's gonna kill me but uh yeah i think she's underrated she's beautiful like she uh at the at the beachella performance tore it up but I, and she's always she's always mentioned in relation to beyonce or in relation to destiny's child i just don't think that's fair but i mean i mean uh, that's what she's famous that's for. that's what she's famous for so i think she's trying to make a name for herself i don't know if she's still trying to probably i don't know i don't know what she's up to okay um little einsteins the tv show what are these <laughs> i thought they were gonna be music related we were getting there little, why would you think i'd have an opinion on this you didn't watch little einstein yes but like what? is it overrated actually 
how when was the little eye signs on why were you watching the little Einsteins? My little brother watched that. He was born in 2005. Little Einsteins, what's the dates for that? I think I was, it was later on. I think it was like in fifth grade. You? Yeah. Little Einsteins, they taught little things. Yeah, I know who little Einsteins are. I feel like you was last year. Okay, relax. Okay. <laughs> what are the dates for? You're not going to have me out here. Let me look up the dates. Yeah, okay, real. 2012 to. <laughs> um, this is really random. I was not expected any of this um underrated i guess if i can only pick one <laughs> <laughs> not if you can only pick one see i feel like appropriately rated should be <laughs> should be an option 2005 why was i doing 2005 yes yeah, when justin was born what was that 14 years ago yeah i was in middle school mm-hmm. but also i was obsessed with the veal at the time 12 I was obsessed with the veal all the time. So, like, I will... Oh, that's a bit old. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's a little old for Little Einsteins, but also, like, I will always watch TV, so I will go to sleep watching Lizzie McGuire wake up and Little Einstein is on. Mm. So, I will walk, step in that. Also, I was obsessed with the veal at the time. So, they would they would put little... They would have little melodies playing on the... On, on whatever. they Every episode is a little adventure or whatever. And then they would say what the piece was at the end of the episode mm-hmm. so i would go to the computer look it up and that's how i found sites like eight notes and like musical i forgot what the other one music score music scores.com or whatever where they had like lots of free viola music and i would just play through it and try to learn it like i tried hungarian dance with Come when they talked about education when they talked about tempo hungarian dance number five i went look for the, the name of the piece i went to go look it up and i learned how to play it was dumb me hard because i did have to go to third position i was like oh i'm gonna learn this dedication anyway it's underrated to me because i think it teaches stuff we're gonna get somewhere just give me a second okay um (laughs) i'm gonna cut some of these out well no i want to do this one for real okay soldier boy overrated or underrated underrated i think he's underrated too i just love (laughs) i love soldier boy he works really hard he just gotta figure it out yeah Oh. I saw that one video of that dude who was like badgering him. I was like, y'all gotta be like that. Yeah. Like he's, he's just trying to do something. He's just trying to do something. He's just positive. He just cares about like, especially all you gotta do is watch a Breakfast Club interview on somebody. Like I watched that Breakfast Club interview change my whole perspective. Like he works hard. He's down for the community. He he's down for the cause. He wants to help everybody. He was like Migos, them the people that stayed at my house and and I flew them out and and they came to L A. Like I just man, I love Soldier Boy. I just I love him. Okay lessons where you don't have to play so you go you go to a lesson and you you have your base but y'all end up like talking the whole time or whatever overrated or underrated i guess underrated it doesn't really happen to me really but I, not when i bring my base if i have a lesson where i don't play it i'm intended not to play oh really yeah i've never like showed up to a lesson intending to play and then i just never get to it usually i have a lesson like at like after jury week that lesson is Mm. just don't bring your base we're going over your jury comments which <laughs> i think these lessons are overrated because these happen mm, i can't tell i want to say like so maybe they should have been a middle ground but it was just supposed to be like a black and white i got it from a video idea but I, at one hand it's like i'm normally prepared for my lessons so it's like i just want to play but you're trash but on the other hand I've learned so much. I had so much amazing conversation with Mr. Taylor on lessons that I just don't play. And also he just reschedules it. He'd be like, okay, just come this weekend. So, um, okay. Uh, studio class, overrated or underrated? Overrated. <laughs> that was quick. 
<laughs> I just feel like I haven't always. I feel like this year is when I've started feeling that way because my studio class is so late. Mm-hmm. Starts at nine on Mondays Yo. and Wednesdays. <laughs> so, like, and then at this point, it's just like, and and like I'm so desensitized to people playing. Like, I'm just like I just want to focus on me mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I just feel like everybody just too. I'm just so tired, and everybody just too <laughs> all the time that I'm just like, can we get out of here? Like, mm-hmm. I found myself more, more and more just being like, I can't wait till this is over. Wow. Like, <laughs> I'm because I mean it's just so. Late. I've had my whole day, and then at, and n- at nine, 9 p.m. I have to go to studio class. I mean, I complain about the eight p.m. I be like, and it's not even that bad. I've definitely like been staying up a lot later, like since I've been at Eastman, like it's rare that I go to bed before like one o'clock. Mm. So like, but before when I first got to Eastman, like 10 o'clock, my eyes start to burn. I'm like, I'm, I'm about to go to bed. You mm. know what I'm saying? But now I'm just like, <sighs> and it's like, you hear the same stuff over and over again. And then sometimes the same people play, this one dude, I'm like, you've been playing this concert. I've heard you play this about seven times. Wow. Like I'm, I'm really, really sick of it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, studio class is overrated because one, I don't like listening with the purpose of giving comments because it's, it changes the way you listen to people think that. Okay. I don't like some, some people's comments just be so dumb to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's not because I'm so much. Who? <laughs> Shut up. You're so messy. It's not, even, <laughs> it's not even because like, I think I'm better or I don't deserve comments. Like that, That's not what I mean. But sometimes people be saying some dumb junk. I remember when, just to be saying, something. just to be saying something. And then they be talking too long and talking in circles. I'm like, I'm like, GT, you're not going to stop them from talking. Like just talking in circles. And, and like, Miss Taylor's not rude though. Well, my teacher, he was, yeah. So I rarely speak in studio class because, like, if he don't agree with what you're saying, he'd be like, "Well, yeah." No. <laughs> my teacher from undergrad would be like, "Well, um, right." He will interrupt you with the quickness. Yeah, Miss <laughs> Taylor just like you know, Miss Taylor's not rude, so you're gonna be like, "Yeah, you know." And I'm just like, well, I remember one dude. This girl was gonna give her recital the next week, and he was like, "You could experiment, you know, with like scoretor." I'm like, "You sound so dumb." Her her recitals in a week. Like, and it's like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't like giving, I just think the whole thing. I mean, like, I understand the importance of like playing and having performance opportunities and stuff like that, but I just, I just think studio class is underrated. Okay. Um, last one. Overrated. Overrated. Mm. It's overrated to me. Um, well, you know, be dope. You had studio class like every other week or like once a month. I, I feel like once a week, like we usually have twice a week, but I feel like once a week is good, but just cause if we had it that like like that spread out so it would be so much longer that's true it would be so much longer and like and he also does other studio classes like i remember he does freshman studio class Mm -hmm. sometimes every now and then he'll be like well freshman come to my studio on a sunday afternoon and we have another studio class just for you guys i used to like that my my teacher did that once in undergrad Mm -hmm. where it was just like just freshman studio class it's nice yeah especially because it we you know it spreads people out so it's not like eight people trying to play on one day Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Okay, last one. Your instrument, overrated or underrated? Underrated. For sure. Because mm-hmm. so many people, so many people, even they'll even hear me playing and be like, I've never heard a bass play like that. I'm like, you know how far to the bottom I am in the realm of okay. bass? No, seriously. In the, in the, in the scope of like how well bass can be played. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel because I'm in it. I'm like, I've seen amazing things done. The bass people are like, oh my God, you could do that. I'm like, this is nothing. Yeah, <laughs> this girl who who I who I 
I really like her. She's great. She's hilarious. She came to my recital. She was like, Delaney was amazing. I've never heard classical bass played like that. Like it was so good. And I'm like, yes, Delaney was, did really well. But it's like, how are you, how are you not, how is this the first time you've heard classical bass being done this well? You know what I'm saying? Like that was like crazy to me. In the, in the same, I think Viola's underrated. I think that whole like, let's make Viola jokes thing is so dead to me. I'm just like, we're grown. And it's like, everybody's not grown. I understand that. But it's just like, you understand that like, like you, you literally, if you just have the top and the bottom, like you have a sandwich with no meat, no jelly, no nothing. Like that doesn't make sense. Like the cracking of the viola jokes, the violas can do so many things. Like it, it, it it's like, it's a full bodied instrument. It could play up high, it could play low, it sound mellow. Like it's comforting. Like, I mean, in this whole thing, like there's like not good violas anymore. Like that's definitely not true. There's violas that smoke me on a daily basis. It's like, it's just dead. Like viola is underrated for sure let us know if you agree with what we said uh overrated underrated you got any other things you want us to comment on let us know classic podcast at gmail.com and we are moving on okay y'all so today we got a little interesting topic well it's not okay so as most of you are aware um rapper nipsey hustle was shot and killed um what day was that the 31st the 31st oh yeah so sunday I think. yeah so two sundays ago um shot and killed in front of his store um the marathon in la um and to be honest i was on the lane i don't really know i didn't know much about nipsey hustle to be completely honest like i didn't listen to his music i listened to rap but like not enough to know like you know whatever like what i know about nipsey hustle i knew that he was dating lauren london and I know, like, his album, like, Victory Lap was not nominated for a Grammy just because the Grammys had just passed or whatever. So I knew about that connection. So, and, like, when, when like, famous people die, I'm not really one to jump on the bandwagon and be like, oh, my God. I feel fraudulent, you know, because it's like I didn't listen to your stuff. You know what I'm saying? But um, this one was kind of, this one kind of hit me in a different way just because it's, like, the way he went out. You know what I'm saying? Like, he went to go get close i guess i think somebody just came out of prison Mm -hmm. and he went to go get close from them and he normally has a bodyguard but he was like no i'm just gonna run up the street real quick and do it and then somebody just come up to him and like the way he people lose their spouse or their girl their boyfriend all the time you know what i'm saying but like what a way to go you know what i'm saying and like he was literally snatched from his family um so of course after somebody died like all this stuff comes out about them, like all the stuff that they did. And what was great about Nipsey Hustle is the fact that like how involved he was in his community. Like it wasn't really just some like, um, you know, he going to donate to some charities on the side. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with do- donating to, Af- to orphanages in Africa and stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with that. But like he was just like, he just cared about his community. He has a quote that says, uh, growing up as a kid, I was looking for somebody that cared. So he, he was showing his community that he cared. And, you know, a lot of rappers rap about the hood they came from and all stuff like that. But he, you know, actually loved the hood that he was. He stayed there. You know, when he did his um, photo shoot with Lauren London for GQ, he shot it in his neighborhood. Um, So, like stuff that he did, he started a a company called um, Vector Ninety, which is a co working space that also doubles as a STEM center. You know, like there's a huge push for STEM. <coughs> excuse me for um for students. So he started the center. Um, 
he paid for funerals, people who was privy to gun violence. A lot of people know that the next day, the day after he was killed, he was supposed to meet with the police commissioner to talk about gun violence. He renovated elementary schools. He re- renovated a roller rink in his community so kids have somewhere to go, repaved basketball courts, renovated playgrounds, provided jobs for the homeless. Um, so like you can really see like in his work, he he loved the neighborhood that he lived in. He ain't just rap about it. So this idea... One thing that it says is like after he died, you know, one thing that Lauren London said at the funeral, I didn't watch the funeral because I, like I said, I don't really, I didn't know him. And also like, I, don't, I just don't, after my grandfather died, I just don't do funerals. So, but um, I did watch a clip of Lauren London speaking and she, the last thing she said, she said was like the marathon continues. So his fa- his family is trying to continue the work that he did. So it gave me, it made me think about this idea of legacy. We, we have a lot, a lot of the music that we talk about is, um old dead people and about it's so interesting about the legacy that they leave behind so um just using something so tragic but also so amazing like he's done so much good work and it's going to continue on today we're going to talk about some composers a couple composers and the legacy that they have left behind and the implications that it has for um classical music so delaney was charged with everyone's fave Wagner Voggy Vog um we all know the Wagner trash um <laughs> but um but yeah what 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 you find out Delaney so basically um the the main thing with Wagner that sort of brought his whole uh anti-semitist uh, ideas like to the public was the essay that he wrote called Jewishness in Music. Obviously, it was in German, but I lost the German. How to say that in German? But um, it translates to Jewishness in Music or Judaism in Music, something like that. Um, and one of the people, like he, he said a lot of different things in you know in there, and he and he's like not corrected stuff, but like qualified stuff with um with like different editions of it Mm -hmm. but one of the main things that that i think of especially when i hear about that essay is the stuff that he said about mendelssohn um so yeah mendelssohn was jewish and this is basically this is a quote he said um mendelssohn has shown us that a jew can possess the richest measure of specific talents the most refined and varied culture without even once through all these advantages being able to bring forth in us that profound heart and soul searching effect we expect from music. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Yeah. That was the main, the main quote from, from that essay that was like. Meanwhile, Mendelssohn bothered no one. Mm-hmm. That was basically him saying that, and he said this in different ways throughout the essay was that, you know, some of y'all are right or whatever, but you just don't have what it takes to, you know, like you just don't have that heart wrenching aspect, that connection. Y'all don't have none of that. Um, and I feel like this, th- there's some parts of, of the whole anti-Semitic, uh, aspect of Wagner's legacies that came after Wagner's death. Mm-hmm. Um, just being a composer that that Hitler took a liking to and all that kind of stuff and so he became sort of like a figure for that yeah but 
and a lot of people say that like oh he gets a worse rap than like what he actually said or did he's still trash however yeah but it's like <laughs> however that didn't come out of nowhere exactly that wasn't just like oh hitler heard him heard a wagner symphony or a wagner overture one day or something and was like oh yeah i like this and then everybody was like, well, well Wagner, blah, blah, blah. like, yeah. no, he, pu- he published stuff that, that contributed to the legacy that he has. Like, it's not, it's not like just some random, some random thing. And, um, and other things that he said about Mendelssohn, he said that his conducting was flabby and colorless and, um, a composer and Mendelssohn as a Jewish person was outside the pale of German art life and therefore couldn't, uh, couldn't like accurately represent, uh, German nationalism. Um, and so basically, I guess because he was Jewish, he wasn't able to do that, that sort of thing. But it wasn't just Mendelssohn. It was a lot of other people, but I feel like Mendelssohn was the, um, the most prominent composer that that really that i guess surprised people mm-hmm. that wagner was saying all this stuff about especially because. yeah especially like someone like mendelssohn who's like a really great composer one of the yeah. greatest ones and oh uh, he just sounds oh he is and that doesn't even mean anything, like th- this doesn't even mean anything just because okay he's not heart-wrenching or whatever to you exactly what and that's just a problem i have with wagner the way he the way he writes and the way he like carried himself first of all wagner Wagner one but like five feet tall and he like it, it, he acts like it you know what I'm saying that's a, he like uh that's the first thing secondly the the way he writes you know he's like we should combine all the art so we have like the supreme mm, right. art and that's the way it should be done it should be like this holistic experience I'm like meanwhile we've been doing just fine while he's like he thinks like the the symphony is like obsolete and like like it, it's old-fashioned and stuff like that right nobody's sitting down listening to the ring so can you exactly. put that away like no one i'm like i cannot it is even like saying it out loud like how did he not hear himself sound foolish like people like different things like mm-hmm. why would you why why should we throw away string quartets and symphonies and all that stuff and just have just go to the theater and watch an opera so we can listen to singing and orchestra at the same time that doesn't make sense and why why is this chalked up to to Mendelssohn being Jewish? And I think it's one thing if you don't like Mendelssohn's music, but that is, like how is that something that's affecting his his writing and his composition and something that like you you can as a composer you can look at his scores and listen to his music and and you can dissect it and you know all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So why is it like oh well he doesn't he doesn't understand um this part of the orchestra he doesn't use these instruments for what they're supposed to be used used for or in a way that that um that utilizes their best features or the things that they do best because we've talked about that before where you can tell when when composers can't write for your instrument Mm -hmm. it's not like you're coming you're coming for things that he's done with you know from from an actual musical standpoint you're like no don't do it for me because he's a he's jewish so and that's like definitely stuff that black people have faced all the time. You know, it's like, well, they trash because just because they black. And that whole thing about him saying that he can't, he can't um, connect to Jew- to German uh, art life because he's Jewish. That reminds me of what we were just talking about about sis. Our kids can't connect to classical music because mm-hmm. they black. Which it, <laughs> it doesn't. 
and that's like a that's a conversation for another time because we but, finna we finna dive into that but it's just like y'all just sound so freaking slow you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's like i don't to, i don't know it's, i don't I, I won't even say like it's because i'm black i can see it this way it's like i feel like most people can see that like you really like be like oh this is this symphony is trash because Mendelssohn wrote it Mm-hmm. and instead of being because he's jewish mm-hmm. instead of being like why can't you just be like you know Mendelssohn's is trash he could have just been like Mendelssohn's trash because a b and c mm-hmm. and never mentioned Jew, Jew, him being jewish but it's like he has so much hatred in his heart that it's like oh no nah, i'm just gonna write the whole thing off because he's jewish right and um and one of the things that like something that I read said was that I mean the reason why he did it was because he was threatened and and Mendelssohn had such a huge influence um at the time that in order for Wagner to even to try to make you know room for himself he had to basically uh destroy or slander Mendelssohn and in his legacy for, for what why don't you just write good stuff you just like well I'm gonna slap a sharp on that and put a tremolo over here only one sharp okay just one. I'm gonna slap seven sharps on that, <laughs> right? And add a tremolo here, and some sixteenth notes here, and some brrr here. And let's go ahead and slap on a quadruple forte, and then a oh. whole gaggle of horns, and there's a piece. Yep. All we need is a loud ba bam, <laughs> and do 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 do, and bam ba bam ba bam, and a little fermata on the last one ba bam. <laughs> i think for me when i think about legacy when it comes to wagner mm-hmm. it's very difficult for me to be like oh demetra singer is, is good or like um townhouser mm-hmm. is good because to me his legacy of hatred and like bigotry overshadows anything that he could possibly write mm-hmm. and every time i see his name come up come up on a on a rep list like for an audition i'm just like oh mm-hmm. you know like having to learn townhauser not only is my arm falling off it's like oh and this hate what are you gonna say <laughs> and this hateful say? and this hateful dude this hateful dude and this hateful dude don't do this don't do this first of all this episode's already very long okay i just have i just also want y'all to know that he was also he was also salty because he sent he probably was salty because he was salty because he sent like how often was he really showering he sent mendelssohn a copy of his c major symphony and mendelssohn left him all red so ah what a king (laughs) (laughs) and he was like young like uh wagner at the time was 23 mendelssohn was also only four years older than him but what a king but he sent him but mendelssohn already by that time was like yeah mendelssohn Mm -hmm. and so he sent him a copy and mendelssohn never replied so i mean i would he probably just like add it to the pile for real For real, Middleton tired of getting stuff sent to him. I get to it when I get to it. They <laughs> never and, did. And, and you know what's crazy about this? You know that's early Wagner C major symphony. Yeah, Wagner. Well, you know Loki Dimash Singer's in C major. Okay. I mean, but for how long? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be looking at Wagner like, how do we end all the way over here? <laughs> and not even just like it's not like no intricate woven Brahms joint where you just slide on over to B major. It's like nah. Mm-hmm. You just look and it go forty seven sharps, <coughs> man. 
what about you what do you think about his legacy well i don't know i mean i definitely i definitely think that his his legacy of like hatred and anti-semitism is the first thing that comes to my mind when i hear wagner or see his name so at this point i i don't know i feel like at this point in time that we're in it's it's more like prevalent like people care more Mm -hmm. because we've been programming wagner for the longest and we'll continue to program exactly so i feel like it depends on on like the person but like for me that is the first thing that i that i think of and and it's not even like i'm i'm saying like like that i'm not recognizing the whole the whole thing with his music being attached to that even more so than he meant it to be um because because of how popular he was um with hitler and and all that kind of stuff like i get that that contributed to it however it did just didn't just pop up out of nowhere so um I'm sure that's not what he wanted to be remembered for, especially because um, after he wrote that, um, he, you know, of course, like some people, he got pushed back for it and, and some like Jewish leaders and all that wanted like endorsements for him, like giving him a chance to, you know, backtrack and he didn't, but he just, of course not. Yeah. He, well, all he did was go back and edit it and qualify a couple of things, but it still had the same, the same impact. And I don't know. I feel like, some of the some of the articles that i read like there's one that was like is is his stigma like with nazism fair um and yes <laughs> and they literally contradict contradict themselves like one of the uh subtitles is guilty by association um and they were like well was he his music was it perverted by the nazis no or did it just you know and and but then the, the two sentences later it says it is inc- incontrovertible that, like many Germans of his day, Wagner was virulently, oh my goodness, virulently and unapologetically anti-Semitic. Exactly, like <laughs> Hitler just didn't just didn't go um, to his little advisors and be like, "Who who writing music today?" Mm-hmm. And be like, Wagner had literally things published. Exactly, like you think he, he didn't read that? Exactly, Hitler knew what he. And then now you're trying to like find someone in the arts to support or whatever like yeah you're gonna support wagner and wagner had a was a big name with his little rinky ding ring cycle you know what i'm saying like like talking about is it fair that he was coupled with i'm like yes it was if he it'll be different if like wagner was just being german and not hateful and just trying to write music and loving all the girls and whatever Mm -hmm. and hitler picked up his stuff and was like you're german and popping so i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna like you like no you know what he was doing mm. nah he's trash and i had a trash legacy and i feel like enough people don't see that i feel like <clears throat> in classical music there's such a there's such a, a like um a loyalty to the repertoire that you don't take a step back and be like this is hurtful to people and i feel like because it's been dominated by like white men for so long and then white people and now it's just, it's slowly changing like you said the conversation's changing a little bit but it's like wagner's hurtful to a lot of people because the same stuff he if, imagine if like there was black people involved in this as well you know what i'm saying like he's hateful mm-hmm. and he, not no poor little wagner like no nah, you trash dog mm-hmm. period and the negative legacy don't seem to be affecting him very much or or even anybody because like yeah people in classical music are, are loyal to the repertoire but also outside of that people still stepping in the name of love that's true so, <laughs> i feel like people don't want <clears throat> to after a whole six hours of people telling you what r kelly been up to so exactly <laughs> like, like people people just want to 
people don't want to change and they want they don't want to acknowledge certain things and they don't want to like if something sounds good to them they they gonna listen to it like y'all love ignition ignition's r kelly right mm-hmm. y'all love ignition so y'all gonna keep singing ignition y'all gonna keep streaming ignition y'all gonna still it's about to be barbecue season y'all gonna be stepping in the name of love because that's what y'all always been doing mm-hmm. like you don't care that he's hurt so many people right and so many young girls y'all, you don't care about that and the same thing with wagner like y'all should just stop programming him mm-hmm. and i know he's he's contributed so much to the operatic literature but so has so many other people right you know what I'm saying? Like, we got no shortage of operas to do. Not sh- no shortage, <laughs> and we'll be a okay without the ring cycle. We'll be actually more than fine, actually. I mean, didn't didn't homie just say from the beginning of the episode that that the ring cycle caused him pain? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll be great never to see that play. I mean, I was I was, I was gonna say we had this little ditty a play. <laughs> um, I was gonna say something trifling. Little skit. <laughs> <laughs> little ditty with a skit. <laughs> do do do. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I wonder if it would be different if, like, like who does a negative legacy? People protect who they want to protect. I want to say, like, who does a negative legacy, you know? I've heard I've heard black people say, how you know Bill Cosby did it? Because I'm he's sorry. literally admitted to it. But okay. <laughs> he literally confessed. <laughs> but okay. Like, why why they come why they come to the forefront all these years later? First like, of all, they didn't because they were, they came back then. It just wasn't in the news. They're you just know documented. How, and <laughs> also, like you know how crazy you look saying that America's dad raped you. Y'all have to think about stuff like that too, and and how you probably wouldn't say nothing either. Mm. Ugh, y'all are ugh. Y'all protect who y'all want to protect, and they care more about Wagner than they care about racism. So the use so, <laughs> what else no um <laughs> when we're thinking about a positive legacy well mm, we'll see um <laughs> here you go oh uh, i want to talk about chevalier de saint georges um people know him as the black mozart and i'm gonna unpack that Le mozart noir Yuck. <laughs> his dates are 1745 to 1799 he was born in guadalupe <laughs> Um, his dad is French and his mom is Sudanese, I believe. Um, or has Sudanese ancestry. <clears throat> his dad moved him to France to France so he can get a better edu- education. And when I tell you my man was popular, like he was he was like that dude. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? <sighs> the pop the- no, never mind. I'm not gonna get into that. But you know, he was walking around, he flaunting around, he a ladies man, you know he Yeah, what kind of ladies? Never mind. <laughs> whatever he he was a ladies man he had a tremendous amount of classical training so he was like that violinist and actually mozart was like wild jealous of him because at the same time around the same time mozart had moved to france to see if he could establish a career there and go so well but he saw that um uh george was like super popular mm-hmm. and he was also writing a bit of music at the time but like the, his main thing his main call to fame was like being a violinist um and he actually led one of the best orchestras in europe at the time le concert de amateur which don't sound like wee oui, wee oui. anyway which doesn't sound like whatever because it's not like the paris opera or what i mean or whatever orchestra but yeah it was it was he was that person he was that dude you know what i'm saying oh i know exactly <laughs> what you're saying <laughs> um so he has that he has that legacy so when we started to get excited about like talking about black 
composers like i feel like in like the last 20 30 years it's been like there are black people writing classical music and it's good like i feel like we've been trying to search for this these things you know he he, and to be fair like saint george wrote a, a quite a bit of of music you know like he wrote um quite a few string quartets he wrote um a few symphonies he wrote his his the his best work is of course the violin concerto just because you know that's his thing um but uh when when he when it came to the forefront of like who are who are prominent black composers you know it was like oh uh, uh chevalier de saint George, he's the black mozart and that's where i have a problem that's where the problem begins for me because first of all he was already famous and he was already he was already popular on his own mm-hmm. period and more more than that more than a composer he he was a he was a violinist he was a fantastic violinist and i know we're in a period of time where we're searching for works written by black composers but to call him, i have there's several problems i have with calling him the black Mozart. first of all black people can exist on their own and be popping on their own without being compared to somebody white or somebody other like when you and like this doesn't happen always but it's like because when you talk about beyonce you don't be like oh she's like a, she's like a, a black lady gaga you know what i'm saying like <laughs> whatever that means it's an insult to beyonce not an insult in general but but like beyonce her name stands alone on her on by itself but right. it's like you in order to like f- black in order to find a place for black people in white spaces you don't have to compare them to white people you don't have to be like who was alive at the time let me uh oh uh, who, who could i pair him with so people can understand who he right. was <laughs> no he was he let was me, saint george by himself right, exactly his his name who's whose name can i slap on in front of his to attribute his his success to and and Why? like what and to and then but besides that like besides that that whack and lazy comparison mm-hmm. it's the fact that just to be on motor side saint george's com- compositions compare no way in no way to that of mozart's mm-hmm. like mozart like yeah you you, you put on a mozart piece and be like yeah this is mozart but the complexity the innovation um the the style everything like that it, it doesn't compare to what saint george was writing period I'm just, like, he wrote and whatever and like some people be like he was trash i'm like i'm not finna dog him out like he wasn't trash he wrote he wrote his period you know if you his symphony in um his contratant in g major goes g major d major g major you might have a little e minor in there but it's nothing crazy it doesn't do whatever um so this would be like he's a he's a black mozart to me and the, and then this is his legacy if you look up like chevalier de saint George overwhelmingly you're gonna get something about him being uh le mozart noir or like or i think the color comes first i don't know but whatever like overwhelmingly it's gonna be like that or the black mozart or mozart's i'll take mozart's contemporary because that's what he was Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but like i just have a problem with his legacy being tied to somebody else's because you're trying to figure out how to categorize him or you could just say like this is rare we had a black man in france doing well and he he played violin well he composed a little bit but this is his legacy on his own but instead we're burdened with the fact that like the only way for us and society to digest him is to compare him to mozart which doesn't even make sense it's like comparing it's like comparing a a composition student to to uh to uh to mozart 
and it wasn't like that bad but his stuff is just like not this, his best compositions were his violin concerto because he, he understood it mm-hmm. you know it's like it's just lazy it's annoying and a lot of black people do it as well mm-hmm. you know i ain't gonna say i ain't gonna say too much about that because when the mics turn off who had a problem with that comparison but um but yeah delaney's messy um you're not but I just have I have a problem with I just have a problem with that. Like pe- black people can stand on their own, and mm-hmm. they don't need to be compared, and they don't need to be digested, and they don't need to be palatable. Like nah, he was lit on his own. Fantastic violinist. The end. End of story. Good classically black podcast. The black CNN. <laughs> <laughs> the black classic FM. With the black strings magazine over here. <laughs> And that's like the, that's the only way we could be like you'd be like, what's classical that podcast it's kind of like the black two set violin yeah <laughs> that's exactly right it's like they do what two set violin does except without the violins and it's black right and then just draw some hair on them and then make them women and then make them darker and then put them in front of mics and then it's like two set violin but black yeah yeah <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just be like this classic black podcast. Exactly. Look like, it up. I just have, <laughs> I, especially, we, I mean, even then I was having a problem, but especially since the music is just not comparable. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just not comparable. So the question that I have for you now, after we talk about the legacy of these composers, and of course, like what we talked talked about with Nipsey Hussle, is your legacy important to you? So, based off of how we've talked about, or or I guess when we've talked about this before, um, the reason why I've said no that my my legacy isn't important is because when I when I hear questions that that like that, I think of like there's some people that really care about their legacy. They're like, I want you know this to you know carry on after me and i want to be known for this and i want mm-hmm. this to my name to be attached not you know not yeah. not like they're doing it for clout or anything right, right, but like right. i want this to be what people remember me for mm-hmm. um but when i think about the reason why i say i don't my legacy is not important to me that doesn't mean i don't want to have one i'm not like i don't want people to remember me and that was but, my confusion i'm just like I decided it's like I don't want to be remembered. I'm saying that like I it, I mean sure if if I have leave an impact on people and people remember me and like Delaney was great and it like good. I but mean, I, they do, I'm sorry. I'm just saying that like I would would I be looking down or up? For, <laughs> like dang. would you be looking down? <laughs> like dang, you know if yeah. if they didn't is and 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 I'm not trying to I'm trying to talk around it because I don't want to imply that just because someone cares about their legacy means that that's all they care about. Like, I don't want to imply that, Mm -mm. but all the things that I do, like I, I do charity work. I've, that's something that my mom has instilled in me from a young age, like just being involved with charities, giving back to your community, um, doing all, all that kind of stuff. I do that because I would feel, I would feel incomplete and I would feel like I'm not, like I, I I would feel bad if I didn't mm-hmm. basically and I would feel like I'm not doing enough and that there's a part of me that likes that enjoys doing things like that mm-hmm. um and I don't know that may sound selfish because it's like it's not like I'm not doing it to help other people but that's just something that's 
that I do because I feel like that's that's something that I want to do mm-hmm. and and whether or not I'm remembered for it is is really just like up in the air mm-hmm. really it's just not I don't really think about it in that way mm-hmm. is is why I'm like indifferent the I was shocked with that just because like you have like a a, a huge drive for like you want to you want to like have make festivals for kids. You want to do stuff like that. You want to like make a difference and make more kids get into classical. Not make them, but pick <laughs> out the name Viola. <laughs> okay, that's, that's what I need in my life. That's what I need to well, make me right. But it's like you want to do all this stuff, and it's like like that's not like people gonna remember Delaney Harris for or Delaney somebody else for all Delaney can't, what can't can't Delaney what. I'm gonna have my own last name forever. Oh, cute! Like like a like a choice thing. Like my uh, yeah, but somebody else's choice, no, not to marry no. me. So I mean, like a choice thing. That's cute. Like when you're like Doctor Harris. Yeah, I can see. Meanwhile, that. you never mind. Not, nothing. Oh, should I even think about that? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. But um, I mean, I'm not gonna stop being trifling. Anyway, um. I just like it's like I'm not like you wanna have Delaney Harris Boulevard and like I'm just like you gonna make a, you gonna make a huge impact like I, I could I see that for you making a huge okay I re- now Man, I what is the 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 that's God. a Raven theme song I'm not telling you the words I'm, is that impossible no you're right but I'm not oh, okay <laughs> um yes yeah, so I was just like you're gonna make an impact and that's gonna therefore whatever like for me is my legacy important it probably seems like it really is but it's like (laughs) (laughs) tell me your legacy (laughs) y'all should see katie earlier no because the first tape we did of this i was like (laughs) we this ain't working (laughs) it's not it's not like i want to be like oh shoot my computer about to die i'm gonna remember you I know it seemed like it like I want I want a street corner. Okay. I want a street corner and I want I just I don't care I I care about my legacy and that I want to make a difference. Like I just want to help like one kid. And I actually didn't start thinking about this like that's not true, but I thought about it more when I started teaching public school. I went to school one morning. I'm out of my business. Cause I, I start at the high school and then I will go to the middle school and I'm out of my business. I'm, I'm preparing for class, saying my Hail Marys. And there I, I go outside to make copies and there's a, one of my eighth grade students is crying in the, in the, you know how classrooms go like in, mm-hmm. like she was crying in my doorway. And I'm like on the floor, like, like in the fetal position, like crying. I'm like, Are you good. And it's like, um, I, I think I think her grandmother died or something like that, and she didn't know which teacher to go to and all that other stuff. And it's like, you know, like stuff like that, like making a difference. I care about making a difference. Just like looking outside of like what I'm doing here, like trying to play in tune or whatever. Like I want I want to make a difference. I don't know how, mm-hmm. but I, that's something I care about. So like when I like close my eyes for the last time, it's like yeah, you know, like she did that. She did something. Mm-hmm. You know, she did she did something beyond beyond her scope of of the world. That's that's all I want to mm-hmm. do. I feel like when I when I said like not that it, it it doesn't not make a difference either way. I feel like I would rather have either a positive legacy or no legacy. But it's, imagine having a negative. Legacy. Yeah, I'm like because I'm like now think about it when you were talking about like how you want to be like seen like you know of course you had that student that was crying you comfort them or whatever like you be as a be a teacher that they can come to mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Like I wouldn't want a student 
to be like, oh, damn, I'm not going to go to Miss Delaney because she, you know? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I, mean I definitely had, I had one, two, three, four of them students. I mean, but they were trifling, so. Like, I don't want, like, to, because, and you know, and I do get that sometimes with people, like, of course, that's not a legacy thing, but that's something that yeah. people do get, well, Delaney, she seemed mean and she seemed rude and whatever, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. And I'm, but in a different yeah, way in, in a different way <laughs> but like um yeah I, w- I wouldn't want like a negative legacy but yeah. something that the way like the way i'm thinking about it what it reminds me of is when we had our interview with richard and he talked about all that stuff that he did for that public school and he was talking about how the people were like we're gonna write this thing and he was like i don't care if y'all write that thing about me. you know yeah. like i think about it in that like that's what mm-hmm. i what i what i'm thinking of yeah when i say it, where he's just like no nah, like they got somewhere to do whatever yeah, you know yeah yeah i think i guess i don't know I know. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying now. Also, like, well, Richard, I think Richard has a tremendous legacy. Mm-hmm. The fact that he turned that whole program around, even though, like, you would never know it because he literally has, like, no electronic footprint. So, yeah. So, I like, I feel like the in the way in which he, he has one, like, it's, it's not a public legacy. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, I don't need that, nor do I really want that, to be yeah. completely honest. I don't, like, I want, I, like I said, like, I, my legacy is, like, I just want to make a difference. And, yeah, and that's the thing with the private legacy. Like, he'll he'll probably never know unless somebody comes up to him and is like, Richard, you really make Because, like, even the way we talk about Richard, when we talk about we're like, dang, Richard is smart. He's all these things. Mm. But, like, when, like, we don't really go up to him and be like, Richard, you're the best. You, you know? Imagine? Now they playing this back for That me. sort of thing. <laughs> you know, like, like, that sort of thing. And yeah. I feel like so maybe that's if i were to have any type of legacy a private one would be like the type but also i would never know because that's in people you know Mm -hmm. so that's why i feel like it's like a and it's a it's a weird question because it's like when i think i guess legacy do mean something like what nipsey hustle but like Mm -hmm. just like but even if you look at his work you know he wasn't going around i feel like was he really going around looking clout chasing no see that stuff came out after yeah you know what i'm saying yeah it's like i had no idea I mean, did you know about? Did you know about? I, stuff was, he was, I was from. I'm literally from where. Like, that's your Nip- backyard. Was from. You know, I'm like you didn't. You didn't know he was buying. His I didn't shoes. know the extent to. Yeah, yeah, just a little thing. Just little stuff like that. It's like that's the type of stuff I'm talking. That's like, I just want to make a difference. Like he made a difference. I mean, like he did bigger stuff too. Like he was in the news for Victor ninety for Vector Victor ninety for Vector ninety. Mm-hmm. He was in the news for you know he bought that where the marathon is. He bought that whole thing. He was he was in the news for like public housing and stuff like that trying to do all that kind of stuff but like this little little things like opening a roller rink for kids yeah i feel like but he's a good example of that because i feel like it's really um like what he did is is sort of what how i'm thinking about it because his legacy like i don't know if he if he, he did those things because they were important to him and they were important to yeah. wh- where he came from mm-hmm. and i feel like he he may or may not have been thinking about the legacy aspect of it. He probably and he, he probably, probably no wasn't. Yeah, yeah, he probably wasn't because they only, most of these things only came out after he you know after he after he died. So like I don't know. I feel like that that's a good example of it. And it's weird because it's like I think about my legacy. And it's like it's not like okay, what can I do so I have like a tremendous legacy? It's not mm. that because when I be like how how can I make a difference? I'll be like so someone could be like thank you, Katie. Mm-hmm. You know because I feel like that's kind of like uh, you know it's kind of like. You know, like, how can I, what can I do, what can I do so I can make a difference to somebody? And, like, you know, a lot of times, like, you do stuff for people, they they, they will never tell you thank you. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, you know, but you made a difference in them. That's kind of, like, what I want to do. I just want to make a difference some way, somehow. I have no idea how I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. But, like, yo, this podcast might be, oh, okay, negative legacy. <laughs> <laughs> they just talk trash. Right. <laughs> Them them girls that can't play in tune and they just right. sit up on the mics all day. Complain about how they can't play in tune, but if they got the mics, they could. <laughs> I 
Sweet Black Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's like when when he died, I was like, yo, like, what, what, what am I going to be remembered for? And it's like, I don't really need to really be remembered. I don't think I really would be besides like family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like, what am I going to even do? You know what I'm mean? I don't really see what I would even fit, like really do to be remembered. But it's just like, oh, but you know, like Katie, like whatever, like she, like she really cared about X, Y, Z. I guess I had a more, like, I feel like the whole distinction between like the public and the private legacy put it more in perspective in perspective for me because before i was thinking more like i wasn't thinking of like a lavish you know thing mm-hmm. like how beyonce gonna have a look like i wasn't thinking about that but i was thinking of like like i wasn't thinking more of like your legacy could be just what like this a couple people think of you yeah and like i know like what that. and like because i i'm aware of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like i know that you know what some people think of me because of the the things that i do with uh with bsc and the yeah. in the diversity chair like i just didn't i just don't see it as like a big enough deal to consider it a legacy because i mean like i don't know what you're gonna do you probably gonna go off and be in the berlin field and start all this other junk i'm not berlinish remember that you was said trash that? you are trash for that <laughs> you are trash for, that was trash anyway you're not like you you might go in off Berlin Field, but like you already have a legacy. Be like people be like, Yeah, don't even if you start the BSC. Like, that's a that's a huge mm-hmm. deal. You know what I'm saying? That's a huge to me, that's a big deal. You know? Like Delaney, you have a legacy of Yola. Yeah. Delaney go to Eastman. Meanwhile, you No, but talking about you. Delaney I don't go, know. I just see those like the yes, yeah, like I did that. It's a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. But like yeah, yeah. But, you know, but the kids but it's hard. Up and like, well, I'm trying to be like Delaney because she would right. It just, it's 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 difficult to think about yourself that way. It is. I mean, it should be difficult to think about yourself that way. Now I'm like, haha, my legacy, I ain't got nothing on me. Like, you I, know. Kind of know we know some people who think that way. Mm-hmm. Well, this mean, well, we have everything on you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna edit that out? Why? <laughs> I didn't say no names. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like you already have a legacy. It's gonna just keep, it's gonna keep being done. Delaney, our base god, is she? That's what I mean. That is probably what I sound like. So, that's not what I said anyway. So, that's better. Mm-hmm. Got all on there. And that's the sound I want to make when I'm drawing my bow across the string. That's no, it. No, it's a. That's the sound. Yeah, it's nice. But, but that's what they're expecting to hear when I pull my bow across the string. <laughs> it's nice. In my jury, they're not going to write anything down about that. No, why would they? It's nice. But is it, is that the sound a bass is supposed to make? Yeah, it go low. And that's it. And high. But that's, that's the only thing. <laughs> I'm I'm not following. They're gonna be like, oh yeah, she got it. Yup. Right. Okay. That's the sound you make. Mm-hmm. That's different. <laughs> but it start it start with It's nice. Alright, let's move on. <laughs> Let us know what you think about uh Wagner. Actually, unless you're dragging him, you don't care. Um and Saint George and your legacy or impact or difference or whatever. Email us at Classically Black Podcast and 
oh at gmail.com mm-hmm. classically black no just type in classically black podcast <laughs> it'll go through don't worry <laughs> classically black podcast at gmail.com and we are moving it's gonna be the last episode actually y'all. classically black at podcast.com <laughs> this is gonna be the last episode and we'll we'll get it immediately and if you get an error message back just ignore it that's just us replying letting you know that we got it so with an error uh this is the last episode y'all <laughs> indubitably oh, come on wordsmith come on vocabulary cooling proud of you what's the black excellence black excellence this week goes to doctor <gasps> right jacqueline cordova arrington <gasps> Um, uh, she has just been appointed to a position, uh, a new tenure track. Come on, position. T- oh, listen, <laughs> she ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Better get used to it. Yeah, Girl, I was uh, cut up on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> a tenure track assistant professor. Of oh, flute. tenure track. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to cut up in ten years. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> got it. Um, but she has been there. Um, as as they used an abbreviation and didn't say what it stood for, but it says NTTF instructor. But um. NTT. Yeah, Nitfa. Yeah, um, but at the University of Oregon School of Music and Dance, um, apparently, so I, I, I would assume that's like something that they do, like some of the program that they have, mm-hmm. but they don't uh, specify that. But she was an instructor there, and then from you know, uh, was then she wasn't she wasn't like specifically invited. She actually beat out eighty other extremely qualified applicants. But she, she was the most qualified, right? Qualified, okay. but not qualified enough yep. because she's here. So and you guys <laughs> don't deserve to be here. So. <laughs> Jeez. They're going up against Jacqueline. I'm sorry, doctor. Right. Sorry. Doctor. Some respect. I mean, sometimes you just gotta take your L. I mean. Um, but she will be starting her um her new position uh starting in the fall. Um she's in in the past she was a uh, recipient of the Fulbright Fulbright <sighs> grant. Which, ain't no little thing right which made her uh the first american to study extensively with the principal flutist of the berlin philharmonic you, go. you going in a lesson with the berlin Fi- two of them girl i don't even know i'll be shaking in my boots what yeah, am i, for, what am for, I certain, for you is that for certain people i ain't playing for you like for what for what like <laughs> no nah. especially like you have every excerpt memorized and you, you sent me that video of the dude from L.A. Field that's playing Don Juan sitting in a chair kicked back with his legs crossed. <laughs> that's what they do. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm super good on that. Um, but her uh, her training in Berlin uh, led her to many other successes, of course. she uh, She's been in performances with other major orchestras, including the Los Angeles Philharmonic, the Buffalo Philharmonic, and Louisiana Philharmonic. Oh, she was up the street. Right. Buffalo. Come on, and at home um she was um also a fellow at carnegie hall's ensemble so connect she just ensemble connect they let nobody they in let there. no one in there i wanted to do it because you know chamber music and then oh, you um, should go for it. i mean i was i had a brochure or whatever and then we were at sphinx connect and then i saw adam over there picking up a brochure i said like, let me go ahead and put mine back <laughs> i mean i was too i ain't gonna like, hold you <laughs> i was like he was like girl you don't pick up that i was like, like no nah. if i don't put you, it back down <laughs> you put i'm like adam you you apply for what, every black excellence we go ends up being about adam <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's connected because she a flutist too so. yeah so at least we're not even that far this time right but, but adam, do adam even type his name in no more? that's what i said i said i told him this and he was like be quiet he um i was like you type your name in and just come up in the drop down with a green check mark next right. to it <laughs> right i'm surprised he even read a lot of stuff people are having to send him uh 
We probably just sent him acceptance letters. Right. Be like, just, why I apply for this? <laughs> right. Just a blanket. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dang, anything, we, nice. anything we ever do, just know you're accepted. So. Chutlin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she was in Ensemble Connect um, with a two-year artistic residency for um, uh, classical musicians um, that teach artistry, community engagement, advocacy, entrepreneurship, leadership, and of course, chamber music. So she did that. She was snatching edges there, snatching edges in Berlin, Buffalo, Los Angeles, Louisiana, and now snatching edges clean off in Oregon. So congratulations, uh, sis. I feel and like we should start like an edge control brand. That's true. You can really, and she, and she's here in her, in her picture looking gorgeous with her hair wrapped up and she has her own edges wrapped up. Cause you don't want, you why, bet, why would you blow your own edges exactly, off? Exactly. Yeah. Dummy embarrassing. Like, like you, you, like you so sickening to yourself. Like I remember we're going back to Adam, but I remember Adam, he posted on his Snapchat story. He had, he got a haircut. He shaved his hair and I was like, damn, you just snatch your own edges off. He was like Delaney. <laughs> At some point, and all them notes wafting, you know, he's flute, so he's right. wafting back. Oh, shoot. Well, now you you get up from your chair in the practice room and you wonder why it's confetti coming down. Right. Nope, that's your edges. Dang, I wonder what it feel like to be like you snatching your own edges. Right. One of these days, an edge control company gonna sponsor us. <laughs> they should. <laughs> and we should, you know what we should do? We should make one of them like, you know how you can have, there's like edge scarves where you just tie it on the front? Right. Which I don't, I highly recommend not ladies not tying down your edges because when you tie down your edges they get all wrinkly mm. just get a good edge control that you could just lay your edges without having to tie them down after because they're gonna get all like you know like like they look wet like, what? like you know what I mean like they get all like wrinkly they look like wrinkles yep they could your edges get wavy like you lay them down and then they get because you tie them down get a good edge control so you don't have to do that but we can design that and then we can and it can come oh and then oh and they can come with the uh the edge scarf and we could like sell them at concert halls so people gotta tie the edges down before they go inside <laughs> y'all that would do terribly <laughs> if we if we sold them at concert halls because <laughs> oh yeah because in the grand scheme of things how many of our listeners will be at the concert hall that we're at selling Damn. them could you imagine we gonna we gonna now some 80 year old white lady what's this oh it's um it's an edge scarf if you want to tie down your edges before she could be what are edges <laughs> this is my, first of all this is a wig i've been bald since 1982 oh we should sell like, <laughs> wigs oh we should do a, like a collab with julisha selling wigs i really need to do a collab with the tuner yeah good intonation what's up throwing a towel <laughs> all right once i finally come to come to the realization <laughs> Once I do that, I'm just thinking that I got still got like a, the tiniest bit of fight left in me. So. I still have fight. I have way more fight in, in me now that I had last semester. So I have so much less. <laughs> way less than I thought. Like I thought I was near empty last semester. Ah, really? What a walk in the park. <laughs> last semester? You... It's gotten so much worse, but you know, Ooh, neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, all, all the way back to Jack. <laughs> <laughs> right proud of you sis right congratulations gather them girls tell them they're sharp right shatter their hopes and dreams they'll never be as good as you <laughs> it's not the type of teacher i would want could you ma- first of all you not talk to me no type of could you imagine you walking y'all listen well first of all i just want to say i want to pref- <laughs> I I preface this, le- this lesson with just letting you know that no matter how good you get you'll never be as good as me so <laughs> all right tune up 
I mean, but you should still try. But <laughs> but for what? But okay, right. <laughs> How terrible. Proud of you. <laughs> or not, but you know. <laughs> All right, congratulations to her. Do you have a piece of the week? I don't. Oh, it's not even trifling. So just the way you said it. Sound like Erica Badu. Loki got bars. You heard that riff? That was a good little riff. I mean, I can't hold it to in the bucket, but I, that riff went. So, so I was talking to Jasmine about um, Telemon, and Telemon Loki slept on. I think because he is wrapped up in Bach. Mm-hmm. Um, so it reminded me of this piece. He wrote a series of Fantasias. I think they're um. There's 12 of them, originally for violin, of course, but um, made better by the violas. Um, and it's the uh, number seven, the Dolce movement, the first one. Damn, I'm going to be able to find this. He's telling my stuff is low-key hard to find. I put a, a YouTube link. Oh. He was doing a lot in the, in the video, but that's fine. Oh, the person playing it? Mm-hmm. He had no soda rest. Viola's never mind. I don't know if this Viola's out there. He's probably playing a period viola. Is he? I can't remember. Probably if he ain't no soda rest. Mr. Taylor, <laughs> I'm about to graduate, so it don't even matter. But Mr. Taylor was like, he usually makes people play an entire box with no soda rest. I'm, I'm glad I escaped that. <laughs> now I'm flinging my viola across the room. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped it. That's what I thought. Oh. Like, when you turned your viola like upside down and did like that, it was under your arm. She was like, could you imagine she dropped it face down? <laughs> I will, in front I, of everybody you were, that was after the prelude she has so much to go I would leave it there and walk off stage I would <laughs> you gotta bend over gotta and get, I gotta pick and now my, my bridge over there I would leave I'm a grad student I would leave it if I my viola it didn't even fall it fell face down I would leave it and I would leave and you would see me walking down Gibbs in the dress okay, as you're as you're leaving your ponytail falls off as well <laughs> see now that the recital's over so we can joke about this kind of stuff i'll tell you me and katie backstage before (laughs) we take nothing serious we were backstage before playing eyeglasses playing around with the notes like i mean like oh what if this happened and like playing the raw intervals and intentionally attitude double stops and i was like this is now (laughs) you said the very next thing we do is this, <laughs> and we're playing, and we and we would have the the audacity to be big mad if we if we went up there and and, and tanked it. That's because it's put it in perspective. It's like yeah. it's like there's nothing in between now and 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 when we go on stage and play this. Like it's the very next thing. Well, you know, we play all day, so literally in rehearsal. I'm sorry, I'm talking about this in rehearsal. So every rehearsal starts 15 minutes late because we sing right. at a quarter of the tempo. And then start beatboxing and it's working. Like instruments aren't in the. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to like us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to email us piece of the week suggestions. People do that. No one's done that. I feel like people want to be surprised though. Like what are we gonna pick? Black excellence. People do. Yeah. Black excellence. Um. At Classically Black Podcast at Gmail dot com, and we will talk to you on next week. Alright, bye y'all. Gang, gang. Okay. We gonna see y'all when we see y'all. Gang, gang.
episode's out, over. Shout out to y'all, the listeners. The Yo, what day y'all? Re- <laughs> well, I mean, you can keep going. I'm. Leaving. I know you're. <laughs> you're leaving. Yep. Still recording. Yep. That's fine. But it's still going. Okay. She's actually, she's actually leaving. <laughs>